going to be learning the third Sikha for Parshas for the Yantat of Purim. We're going to be focusing on the Sikha, and also we're going to be doing a few hours at the end of it. In the end of the Megillah, it tells us that Mordechai was Ratsu Lurayv Achad. And the Gemara tells us, what does it mean that he was Lurayv Achad? So the, the Gemara tells us, first of all, Achad means his brothers. That Roiv Achad were happy with him, but not all of his brothers, because some of the Sanhedrin were Pirishmen, they separated themselves from him. Rashi tells us the reason. Why would Mixas Acha, why would some of the Sanhedrin leave and be Pirish from Mordechai? So he tells us, that he was Mavapal from the words of Tyra and he got involved in the government. He was the Mishnah Lamalach. The Gemara continues and tells us that So on that topic of Mordechai, some of the Parishmen in Mixas Sanhedrin, because he was he was Mavatam the Divritera, I was involved in Sarawa. The Gemara tells us that the great Gadol Tamatera, even greater than Sal Slafashis. Why? Because Mikara, Mordechai, is counted as the fourth. And the end, the Saifi's Basar Hamisha. What does that mean? So the Gemara tells us that when it was talking about the, there were two times when the Bnei Yisrael were Oila after the Churban Bais Rishon. One time was in the first year of the Malchus of Kairash. And it counts the Sanhedrin, and Mordechai is counted as the fourth member of the Sanhedrin. Then 24 years later, when they, uh, as we know that they unfortunately had to stop the building of the, of the Bais Sheni, and then 24 years later, they started building it, and again, during the seventh year of the reign of Daryavish. And it says again that the, the, the Sanhedrin went up, meaning they went back up from Babel to Eretz Yisrael this second time, and Mordechai is counted as the fifth. And the Gemara tells us why is he counted as the fifth? Because the fish and Nasa Mordechai Sar bin Tain, since Mordechai became a Sar, a minister in between, he lost some of his Cheshivas by the Chacham. So initially, when he was just involved in the Sanhedrin, he was number four. But afterwards, he was 24 years later, after the whole story of Furman, him being Mishnah Lamalach, he was number five. Even though at that point, of course, if he's going back there to Israel, clearly he wasn't the Mishnah Lamalach anymore. But nonetheless, from all those years being involved, he was counted as fifth. So it's not really so cl- uh, clearly understood. The Gemara tells us initially that that some of Pirishmen who mixas chavera, mixas achav, some of the Sanhedrin left him because he wasn't involved in Torah study exclusively. And then it tells us that he lost some of his chashivas from the enemy. He was counted as the fifth, as the Gemara tells us. That the greatness of Tamatar is even more than Salsnafashis. But the question is, why does the Gemara need to prove that Tamatar is greater than Salsnafashis than this that Mordechai was initially counted as the fourth member and then he was counted as the fifth? Why can't the Gemara just prove it from the Megillah itself? We just finished saying the Gemara. It brings from the Megillah that it says at the end, that some of the Sanhedrin were Pairish Menu because he wasn't involved exclusively with Torah study. So the Gemara should have said, oh, based on that, Gobel, Tamotai, Yeser, Matzal, Snafashis, because initially all of his bro- brothers were, uh, were, he was Ratzli to all of his brothers. And afterwards, after he came involved in the government, he was, some, he was only Leroy Vacha. Could have proved it, proven it from there. Furthermore, if Mixas Achav were Parishman because he was separating himself from learning Torah exclusively, why did he continue as Mishnah Malach? Shouldn't he have stopped being the Mishnah Malach and, and gone back to learning Torah and being part of Sanhedrin exclusively? And, 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 that, and third of all, if he was from, uh, if he wasn't being involved exclusively in Torah study, then why was he only, why was he only the fifth? He was so initially counted as number four. 
and then he was counted as number five. He should have been even off that list. He shouldn't have been on the list at all if uh, they, they weren't satisfied with the way that how he conducted himself for all those years that he was the Mishnah Malach. So clearly, from all of this, it, it's clear that Mordechai, of course, did the right thing. And, and the idea is, from this itself, that the Gemara tells us that that only some of the Chavermah, that's telling us that the Roy, the majority of the Sanhedrin, agreed with what Mordechai was doing. So therefore, the majority actually agree with more what Mordechai is doing. So you can't prove that Gobel Tamatira Mahatzal Stafashi is because Miksas Rapirshmanu, because Adrabba, from this that Roiv stayed with him and Roiv uh, were still involved with him and were happy with what he did, then clearly according to the majority of the Sanhedrin, he should he was supposed to do what he did. So he did the right thing. So therefore you wouldn't be able to prove that Gobel Tamatira Yes Matsal Stafashi is from Miksas, because the Roiv said from Fakir. Elamai, we need to Shemaya, we need to know that there is a certain Maila in Talmatira. And because of that Maila of Talmatira, the Torah itself counts him as number five. That initially he was fourth, and then the Torah counts him as five, telling us that even that that, that it's that even though he might have been right, but still he, he lost some of his Maila because of this, because the godless of Talmatira, which is even greater than Asal Slafashis, and therefore he was counted fifth. So he wasn't removed from the list completely because he did the right thing. Uh, he didn't return to be exclusively part of the Sanhedrin, not be the Mishnah Again, he was doing the right thing. But nonetheless, he did lose some of his and, and from that we see the godless of Tamatayra. But of course, Lefiza, we can ask, it seems somewhat, you know, what's the pshat? You know, it seems somewhat of a steer or contradiction. On one hand, we're saying that the Roiva Sanhedrin agreed with what he did, that he should be involved with the, with the being the Mishnah Malach because of the greatness of Salas Nefashis. So it seems like from that, that Salas Nefashis is greater than Tamataira. But on the other hand, the Gemara continues and says, no, Godel Tamataira, Yesim Salas Nefashis. So, you know, which one is greater? Is Tamataira greater or Salas Nefashis greater? It seems somewhat contradictory. So of course we need to figure out exactly what is the Pshat, and as we're going to see, there's a mile in each one. <clears throat> Therefore, ultimately, what he did, was, of course, was the correct thing, because Salas Nefashis is Beicha Tamataira, Nonetheless, there's a certain mile of Tamatari that he wouldn't that he would have lost because of that. And the second thing that we need to analyze is <clears throat> the Lushan. The Gmar says Pirushmimanu Miksa Sanhedrin, that they separated from him. Why? Why did they separate from him? The rule with the Sanhedrin is that you go after the majority. If the majority said that he did the right thing, then you have to follow what the majority opinion is. So why were they Pirishmanu if the Sanhedrin as, a, as the Roiv, and of course you have to follow the Allah and the Psaq din of the Roiv, is that this is what he's supposed to do. That means according to Taira, he had a Psaq din that he was supposed to stay as the Mishnah of Malach. So why would Pirishmanu mix that Sanhedrin? So the explanation is like this. That from that Lashen, Pirushmimenu, Pirush itself is a very funny Lashen. What does Pirushmimenu mix on Sanhedrin? Should have said, Cholkulallah, they argued with him. Or Mixas of the Sanhedrin, Ein Ruach, Mixas Chachalim Neichahimenu, such a Lashen we find. Some of the Chachalim were not happy with him. What is the expression of Pirushmimenu? Pirushmimenu implies that they weren't actually arguing with him, but they just separated from him because of what he was doing. In other words, they agreed with the Sanhedrin that what Mordechai was doing and uh, being, being the Mishnah Malach was the correct thing for him to do. And they didn't argue. And, and not only did they not argue, the Ruach HaKham and also their Ruach Mestam was also good with what he did. When I say Pirish was, because it was their Seder of Aveda 
which was different than his Seder Halvaida. So Pirush Manu, not because he was doing something wrong, it was Pirush Manu because they both had two different uh, Seder uh, Sidri Halvaida, which were, were, which were different. And therefore, they weren't able to really be involved with each other's Avaida uh, Sashem. They had a different Shita. And what's the Pshat? So the Rebbe is going to explain what the Pshat is about really these two different types of Darke Avaida, the Pirush, the Miksa Sanhedrin, as opposed to Mordechai and the Rav Sanhedrin, based on the story of the Ragachar. After the Friedrich Rebbe left Russia, he went to Riga. And he set up a conference of Asifas Rabbanim, a Vadar of Asifas Rabbanim, to discuss the challenges of the Russian Jewry. And one of the Rabbanim that were invited was the Ragachar. And one of the decisions they came up with was that they want to set up a Vad that will meet uh, every once in a while to discuss uh, different uh, issues of, of what's occurring with the Russian Jewry in order to assist and ask the Ragachar to be part of the Vad. So the Raghur Chavar declined, and he said the reasoning is because it's a machlekes the Bavli in the Yusham. That in the Bavli, this is in Brachas, it tells us about the Hasidim HaRashayim, how they would daven for, for nine hours a day. They, they would prepare for an hour, they'd daven for an hour, and then they'd wait after their tefillah for another hour. So each tefillah took three hours. So the Gemara says, how, how, did they, how did they learn? How was their Torah guarded, meaning that it wouldn't be forgotten? And how were they able to do their work? So the Mara answers, because they were that Since they were Hasidim, the Torah was Mishtameris, that the Torah study that they had and whatever they learned would be, even though it might not have been enough time to Chazer and remember everything to retain it, and also to learn more and to retain whatever new things that they're learning. But because they're Hasidim, Tayras and Mishtameris. And regarding to their, their Malacha, the Malacha was Mispera. Hashem gave them a, a bracha that their, whatever Malacha that they did what, what would be blessed and uh, be very successful. But if you look at the Yushalmi, also in Brachas Perkei, Malacha Ahlet, the Yushalmi tells us a little bit differently. It says, that since they were Hasidim, there was a bracha that was put into the Torah. What does it mean that, that there was a bracha which was put into the Torah? So, um, so the Pnei Moshe over there explains that that they were successful to understand and to grasp their learning right away and they didn't need to wait. So, there's a big difference between the Badli and the Yishami. According to the Badli, that since they were Hasidim, the Torah was Mishtameris, as Rashi explains, that it was not forgotten. She'in Tamudim Mishtakech. But according to the Yishami, is Misperecha. So there's a bracha which was put into the learning, which means that they were successful to be able to understand and to grasp the, the Torah study right away. Something which was not Al-Pitava. So the Raghav says the same thing by us. Since it's uh, if I get involved in the Vad, What's going to happen with my learning? According to the Bavli, I won't forget my learning, but I won't have the bracha. But according to Yishami, there would be a bracha which is put into my learning. So therefore, the little time that I would put in, or, or even if I put in a lot of time, but less than I would have been able to if I wasn't involved in this vad, uh, it would actually have a bracha. Meaning is I, I wouldn't lose any of the learning because I have a bracha, but the little bit I did, I'd be extremely successful and, and, and uh, a bracha would be given to my, to my learning. But since we pass them like the Bavli, so therefore he says, I can't get involved because according to the Bavli, um, it's only Mishta Meretz, it's not Misparachas. So he says, 
the Rebbe says, V'yesh Loyma, this is the same machlekes between the Miksa Sanhedrin and Mordechai and the, and the Reif Sanhedrin. Uh, as it, it explains, that we know that there's a difference between the, ba- the Babli and the Risham. That why is it, that, that, let's accept, to understand the Svaras Machlekes more, why is it according to the Babli, it's only Mishtamerach, and according to Yisham, it's Misparachas. The reasoning has to do with the difference of the style of learning of Babli and Yisham. In the Bavli, it says that the, the learning in Bavel was in the form of in darkness you have placed me. Meaning is, when a person is in a, he's in a dark room and he has to be able to find something which is in it. So how does he know where, where to find it? Everything's dark. He has no idea. So he has to kind of touch everything uh, in the dark room. And based on what he's touching, he's able to feel, okay, this is the wrong thing. But, uh, you know, let's say it's in the fridge, but I see this, this is a kitchen, but I know this is the fridge and the counter. So obviously a cup wouldn't be in the fridge. So he moves around, he sees cupboards and then he feels a cupboard and it's too small for the cups. So then, you know, so he looks higher and then there's a larger cupboard. He opens it up, but he feels plates in there, you know, so he goes around until he's able to find exactly what he needs. But it's through darkness. He can't go directly to what he wants. He actually has to kind of, it's a type of searching. According to the Masha'enkin, the Yushalmi, the Yushalmi is, the, the Torah learning was an oifen of der hayash. It was, it was in a way like you're walking into a room which is lit, that you're able to go directly to where, what you're searching for. So you open, you know, so it's like you're going into the kitchen and you can see exactly where the fridges and where the cupboards are. And then you know which cupboards uh, the cups would be in. So, you, you know, you only have to try out a few because you basically know where exactly the, the, those cups would be. So that would be the difference between the, the Bavli and the Rishami, that the Bavli is an, is an oifen of darkness, that there's a lot of questions and answers, the shock of Atariya and searching. Hashem, the Yushami, it was in a way that Hashem gave a certain type of bracha and they're learning that they were, as it says, that the Aver Yisrael Machim, that Eretz Yisrael itself gave them uh, a success in the learning, made them smarter, made them wiser, that Hashem, I guess it's some type of Ruach HaKadosh that was inside of them, that they could go directly and intuitively to the right interpretation. So in the Bavli, which was in Bavl, that Bavl was Gairim in the union of darkness, it was in Chutzlar, it was in Bavl, therefore it had to be in a way of Chayshech and Shachvatayr and searching through the darkness. Which is a place of R, uh, they had the Baruch and they were learning that they're able to go directly. Hashem gave them this intuition and this Ruach HaKadosh to know exactly where to go. So therefore the Baruchas, Therefore, now if you understand the difference, according to the Bavli, you can't say that there's a bracha which is in the tennis the limudam, because a bracha being put into the limud, then that wouldn't be the style of learning of Bava. So yes, you can have a bracha that now you can maybe be much more successful and go directly to the right shot, but you're not learning in the oifen of, of the Talmud of Bava. So you're not learning the Bavli in the way that the Bavli is set up. You're learning in Raif and Yersham. So therefore, according to the Bavli, it's only Mishtamer. So you can't have a bracha which is put into your learning that you go directly to where you're going, because then you're not having the style of learning of the Bavli, which is through questions and answers. Masha'enkin, the Yushami, that the Oifin, anyways, is in a way of going directly to where you're supposed to be going. So therefore, the bracha is basically saying that you'd even have more success, that you'd have more intuition, a more Ruch HaKadosh, that you're able to go directly to the right interpretation and shot that you need. And that's the difference why one says Mishtameris and other says Misperechas. So according to this, we can understand the Machloikis between um, Mordechai against the Mixa Sanhedrin. The Roy of the Sanhedrin came from Eretz Yisrael. They were, they were, the Sanhedrin, as we know, is based in Yushalayim, it's based in Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, the Oifen Limbud of the Sanhedrin would have been like the Yushalm. But nonetheless, of course, there were certain members uh, during that period of time that would have 
been born or, or been brought up with the limit of bubble because um because of course they were in the middle of of, of of it was after the Hurban. As we know that later on, we know that Hillel came from Babel, we know not Rabinos and Hababli, there were individuals that are mentioned, even the Yushalmi or lived in Eretzisra, but initially came from Babel. So even at that point of time, you would have had a Sanhedrin. The majority still would have had the Oifen Alimud of the Yushalmi of Eretzisra, but there would have been individuals who would have had the Oifen Alimud of Babel. So therefore, those individuals had to be perished from Mordechai. Because they said, if we get involved with your Tzor Chetzibur, meaning it's being involved with Mordechai, it doesn't just mean, you know, you're saying hello, but it means being involved with what he's doing, being involved in his, uh, you know, questions, speaking, schmoozing, giving advice, whatever it is, being involved with Mordechai, that would have taken away from their time of learning. And since they held like the Babli, and their style of learning was like the Babli, that means it only would have been Mishtameris their learning. So therefore, they had to stay away. Masha Inki and the Roy of the Sanhedrin, they held like the Yushami. So therefore, whatever involvement they had with Mordechai, and of course, Mordechai himself, it was Misparachas. His learning wouldn't have been affected, and therefore, he would have been able to continue being part of the Sanhedrin because he still would have been at the, at the, at the right level and uh, the high, that high level of learning. So that explains one of the questions, that why they were Pirish Mement. But the other question was, is that as we said there's a stira. On one, one place it says uh, that the Roy of the Sanhedrin agreed with him, but if the Roy of the Sanhedrin agreed with him, why did he, why was he Yorid Mechashibusai that initially he was counted for, and then all of a sudden, 24 years later, he's counted as number five. If Tairasam is Misparachas, then why would he have gone down to level five Anyways, it was Misparachas. He would have been on, and he would have been on the same darga of learning tar as he was before. So the reasoning is, is because there's a maila in Tairasai Menasai. There is there is a a, a certain maila in Tairasai Menasai that nothing you bevatel you learn you're learning for kenzach. Even if lepayel you're not going to be lacking in your hisaf and your diasataira because you have a bracha mit, mit, which is nitenus petarasan. Nonetheless. There's still something lacking. There's a certain Maila and Tayras and Manasa, and that's the idea of is because the Tayrasa and Manasai, there's a Maila in that, um, there, there is a Maila in that Oifan Alimud, as we see also halachically, as the, uh, the Rebbe brings down in R26, and we'll, we'll, maybe we'll discuss this for a few minutes, that there are different levels in Tayras and Manasai. So the Magen Abram tells us, that someone who's on the level Terasa Manasa, he says it's that he has to be Matsik for Krishna, but he uses the slushan of Asr. He's Asr to stop his learning in order to Daven. Use the Lashan. The Bhagavad Ram says it's Asr. But he says it's that he but he's not Matsik a Filularega. When an individual is not Matsik even for one moment of his learning, that it's Asr for him to stop his learning to Daven. Why is that? It's because his learning of Torah is on such a high level, he can't. It, it, it's not appropriate. It would be a yirid, it would be a yurida for him to stop his learning in order to know um, daven. As Rebbe explains in other places, the reason why he would stop, why would you stop your learning to do Krishna or any other type of bracha, or any other type of mitzvah, which is a mitzvah iveris or a mitzvah for someone else to be able to Why, if Torah is so important, why would you be mafsik 
any type of, why would you be matzik Torah for any type of mitzvah, even for Prishma? So the Rebbe explains in other places, it's because it's mitzad the limit of Torah itself. That mitzad limit of Torah, it says noyich like A person just learns Torah, but it's not a manas la'asais. It's noyich like It would have been better for him that nafach like shuliyasai, fun of that. He never would have been born. Meaning is that it's not Torah itself, the Torah month that has to be also the Indian of a little more of the be able to do the mitzvahs. So the Torah itself says that if you're not going to do the mitzvahs, you're lacking the limit of Torah. So the doing of the mitzvahs is actually a completion. It's a shlemus of the limit of Torah. Therefore, you have to be masik your Lord Torah to do the mitzvahs because that's the shlemus of the limit of Torah. Masha'en came by tefillah because the Indian of tefillah, as the Alter Rebbe explains in the Shulchan Aruch, is that the Indian of tefillah is B'kashos Rachamim. And since the B'kashos Rachamim are, are Nyanim Eilam Haza, he says it's not right for a person to be matzik in Yonim, which are negeat to Chaya Olam, and to be oisik in Yonim, which are connected to Chaya Olam Haza. And as the Rebbe Alter explains even more in Tanya, Perikop Gimel, that when a person learns Torah, he's miyuched with the Ratzin and the Aron Seif of Hashem. That a person's learning has a, a complete achdus with the Aron Seif, with the Ratzin HaElyon. Mash'enkin, by davening, what you're doing is you're asking Hashem to mishpia or into the Olamis. For example, let's say someone's sick. The reason why someone's sick is because he's lacking certain irises, he's lacking hashpa from the Olamis Eliyayim. So when a person's davening, he's asking Hashem to, to give a bracha, or to, to if it's a tefillah, can be even more, that he's asking for a, a new Ratzin Eliyayim, that there should be a new hashpa into Olam Haza, into the Olamis, that this person should be healed. So what he's involved in, in, in davening is Chaya Olam Hazaz, because the, it's just Ha'ara of the Ratzin Eliyayim. It's Ha'ara of the Ratzin Eliyayim, which is Meir on Olam Haza in order to Give someone parnasa, give someone help. But when a, when a person's being oisik and tar, he's being miyachet himself with the aron seif itself. It's not just the aron of the aron seif; it is yichud with the aron seif itself. Therefore, your person should not be mafsik his learning Torah in order to be involved in in, in davening. Mashenkin, as we said, by mitzvahs, which is a shleimus of the union of learning Torah. And the Alter tells us over there in Perichav Gimel that he asked Ibazai, why does a person even a person who's not Teirasei Manasei, why would he stop learning? Why should you stop learning? Meaning is, let's say you have a, an extra hour and you could daven or you can learn Teirah. So even if it's not Teirasei Manasei, if the union of, of learning is greater than davening, so shouldn't you spend that time learning? Fine, I'm not Teirasei Manasei, but stop for an hour. The Alter Rebbe tells us it's because he's stopping anyway for his other needs. Since you're stopping for your other needs, <coughs> excuse me, since you're stopping for your other needs, as the Rebbe explains uh, uh, in the Tanya, and also the Aris of the Rebbe on the Tanya, the Biurim, is that once a, since a, a person who doesn't have the level of Teresa Minasai, he's allowed to be mafsik his learning in order to take care of his, his needs, his, his, his business, his other needs, eating, whatever a person needs to do. Once he has to stop in order to take care of his needs, which he's allowed to do, then, but you're not allowed to do, take care of your own needs before you die. So in order to take care of your other needs, let's say your business, you first need to daven because business, because taira is maybe greater than davening, but davening of course is greater than your business. So once you're stopping in order to do business, which you're allowed to do, then in order to do the business, you first need to daven. So automatically by saying that you're allowed to stop your learning taira in order to do business, that means you also are allowed to stop, to, to, that you have to stop also for doing davening because you can't do business until you do davening. So therefore it's automatically is included. But the point that we're seeing is, that the the limit of Taira is greater um, than than than, than tefillah. but this is but when but when do we see the ultimate level of, of godless of, of limit of Taira? 
when it's Tirasim Nase. Because it's Tirasim Nase, he's not allowed to even stop. He's asked for him to stop the daven. Of course, it would be asked for him to stop to take care of his other Suraka for individual that's on the level. But someone who's not on the level of Tirasim Nase, then he has to stop for davening. Because since it's not Tirasim Nase, then he has to stop for davening. So we explained it more Alpinigla that since he's stopping to do is take care of his shark srakab, therefore automatically he, in order to do the shark srakab, technically you need a daven first. But there's also Alpinimius in Yanim, they're just pointing out, that it, it, there's, there's a difference in quality. From this itself, that someone who's Tehras and Nasi, it's also for him to stop to, to daven and of course to do all his other needs. It's because it must be that the oifin of Tehras, the study of Tehras and Nasi, is in such a level that you can't stop even for one moment. Because if you stop even for a moment, then you don't have this madriga of Tehras and Nasi, which is a special category on its own. Masha'enkin, when someone's anyway stopping, then he has to stop for davening. That means is his davening would, is, is more important than his, uh, ultimately his davening would be more important than his limit Tehra. And, and then the Alkab explains in another place that there's a second level Tehras and Nasi, that someone who who stops for his uh, for his uh, and person that makes taken because uh, I guess for like a hechsher for the things that he needs to do and for his limud not business but for his limud you need to I guess buy a safe or chavay stuff different things that you need to do to to stop so that's not on the same madrig of someone who doesn't stop for a moment so he says someone. Who, who stops for these other things? He has to daven. He doesn't need to daven in the base medrash. He says you could daven in your home. So you should make a minion in your home for tenek. You can't even have a minion of ten people in your home. You can't get a minion. Then you should daven the yechidus, which is better than going to uh, to stop your learning to go to shul. So again, we're seeing that the union of tayras and is so great that it it pushes away the union of. Uh, of, of davening. But again, this is dafka someone who's Tehras Manasseh, but he's not a Tehras Manasseh, and he's unable to have uh, this quality in his learning that he's able to uh, push away and be doicha the in of So from this, so now let's get back. So, so now we understand that someone who's Tehras Manasseh has this great maila of, of, um, of this ultimate yichud with Hashem. So Mordechai, he didn't have that. The Pail Bahamish, he didn't have that. Because since he was involved with the Mishnah of the Malk, he, he had his own things that he was involved in. He wouldn't have been on the drag of Tiras of Nas. That means he would have technically had to have stopped, of course, for davening and everything else that he's doing, because he didn't have that level of Tiras of Nas. And as the, the, the Taz explains, that the Taz asks, how could you say that, more shock question, how could you say that, we know that Hatzal's Tafashis is Deichel learning Torah. So, so he tells us, it's because of course, Hatzal's Tafashis is Deichel Tamat but, but it would have been better for him not to have been put into that situation of being to do Hatzal's Tafashis. That if he would have been a Zeichel, or if it would have been his mission, it would have been better that he would never have been put into the situation that he would have a chiv of kuf nefesh, and therefore he would have to be mevatzah in order to be matzah nefashis. But in achinami, once you have that chiv, of course, atzals nefashis is deicha, learning Torah. But the point that we're seeing is that this maila of limit Torah, which is the yichud with the ratzana elyon, the aron tzayif, which is dafkabit, he who is the highest level is dafkabit, he who is teiras and nasi, Mordechai would not have had. So Enochinam, he did the right thing. Of course, he's mechuiv to do that. But Papayo, 
he wasn't on that madrig, and therefore the Gemara is telling us that Godel Tamatera Yeser Matzals is that there is a certain godless which comes with Tamatera that you would not have even with the union of Hatzals Tafashis. So the Rebbe just ha- has one last question. Based on what, to summarize, just to summarize before we ask the last question, the summary is that we're saying that Bapayo Mordechai and the Rebbe of the Sanhedrin, since they were on the level of the Yushalmi, therefore the, the learning of Torah that they did, even if it would have been less than the learning he would have been able to do if he was completely focused on his learning, but nonetheless, since it will be a bracha which is put into his learning, his learning would have been uh, he wouldn't be lacking in his learning. His learning would have the bracha that it's a short amount of time that he learned, he'd understand everything right away. Nonetheless, Pirshman and Mixas Sanhedrin, because they were on the level of the Bafli, and therefore it was only Mishtabeiros they were learning. And therefore they had to separate from him because they could not be involved in Sarfei Zibur. And even though, even by Mordechai, he, was, he had a bracha which was put into his learning, he wasn't on the Dagger of Terasi Menasai. Therefore, he was initially counted as the fourth member of the Sanhedrin. Then he was, at the, at, the, at the end, 24 years later, he was counted as the fifth level. So the question now is, though, true that Mordechai did the right thing and the Sanhedrin agreed with him, but Papaya, how was Mordechai allowed to be part of the Sanhedrin? How, how could he be remain? The whole union of the Sanhedrin is Limun HaTayra Un And since he wasn't completely focused on Limun HaTayra Un how could he? remained a member of the Sanhedrin. And the Rebbe puts in a signal after is that Mitzad the Sanhedrin, how could the, how could the Mitzad the Sanhedrin they have permitted or allowed Mordechai to be part of it? L'chayr, since the union of the Sanhedrin is Hayra Rabin, their whole union is Limna Torah and Hayra, how could they, they are allowing Mordechai to be part of the group? That must mean that this, that he had to use part of his time for Tzal's Tafashais, that's not a contradiction to the union of the Sanhedrin, meaning is the union of the Sanhedrin is complete focus on learning Torah and Eirah. From this that the Sanhedrin allowed Mordechai to remain, it must mean that Mitzad the Sanhedrin, uh, this that Mordechai was a part of his time being used, that wasn't a contradiction to the union of the Sanhedrin. That Mitzad the Sanhedrin itself, a member is able to use some of his time for itself the and that doesn't contradict the criteria of someone who's completely focused on Luminotera. So the question, of course, is why? How could it be that Mordecai, who was involved with itself the Fashis, would that still be considered uh, and be part of the Sanhedrin as someone whose entire focus is Luminotera? So the Rebbe explains why, based on a Tanabei Leo. Tanabei Leo discusses that um, by Gibbous Binyamin, and we know that by Plegush Begiva, there were, there were thousands of Yidin that, uh, thousands of uh, Benyamites that were killed. And the Tanit Beliyos actually says 70,000. So the Mephorshim discuss how did he get the number 70,000 Benjamites that were killed. But either way, it says, why were they killed? So the Tanit Beliyos says it was the Sanhedrin's fault. Because the Sanhedrin, after they, came, after the Yidin came to Eretz Yisrael, and, and Moshe and Yeshua and Pinchas, they appointed the Sanhedrin. What they should have done is, it says they should have, uh, they, they should have tied belts of, of steel on their loins, and they should have picked up their clothes above their knees, and they should have basically gone around to the, all the, the, the cities of the Jewish people and learned the Yidin Torah and their Herits, and that would have saved them. But since they didn't do that, rather each one went to his own vineyard and was involved with his own Avaidah, therefore 
they learned, of course, that people of Binyama learned bad midas and they didn't follow the Torah, and that's why this whole story happened. So, the, but the point is that the Panabellio says, what was the pr- proper conduct for the Sanhedrin is that they should have been going around to all of the cities and not just going around. The Rebbe points out, it says in the Oifen that they were pick up their clothes above their knees, which is, uh, which is not, which is, which makes them go quicker, but which is, of course, uh, he never points out in R31 that but the, the, the Maimur Chazal tells us, the Chazal tells that he's supposed to have his cloak on that all the way to the ground that you don't even see below, you don't see any flesh under his cloak, even a, even a tefah's worth. He means he's like an sneeze that he's completely covered. So picking it up higher than your knees is like a, a, an opposite type of idea. But the, the reasoning is because the importance of, of course, going to all the Yidin. So therefore it was, would have been worthwhile for them to, uh, to conduct themselves in that way because that would have been the obligation. But the Shaila is why? The Chaira, we know that the Sanhedrin is supposed to be by the Mishka Sagazis, it's supposed to be by the base of Migdash. There's, uh, as, it, as it tells us in the Gemara, that, that only when the Bnei when the Sanhedrin is by the Lishka Sagazis, when they're in the Makim, in that area, that's when they're allowed down, Dine Nefashis. But once the Sanhedrin left the Lishka Sagazis, then they weren't allowed to be down, Dine Nefashis. So they didn't have the, the Shlemus Adin of, of a based in Hagadol when they're not by the Sanhedrin, but then they're not by the Lishka Sagazis. So according to the Tanda de Leo, they're supposed to circle around there to Israel, then they would never have the Shlemus Inyan of the Sanhedrin. So how, how could that even be a Havamina? How, how could the Tanda de Leo says this is what they should have done? Lachayra, no, they have to be the Lishka Sagazis. That, that, that's the only time that they have the Shlemus Adin of, of, of uh, Beisden Agadol. And uh, Befrat, the truth is, um, Ara, uh, the Rebbe points out in Ara, 30, uh, 30, um, 30, that, that it's actually a is the Rambam and the Rambam. That according to the Rambam, is, is what we've been mentioning, that if they're not by the Mishka Sagazis, then they're they're just losing, they lose a certain, they're not allowed to be done in the Pashas. According to the Ramban, they're losing the entire, they're not, they're losing the entire din of a, a day's din. And they're not allowed to actually done any uh, dinim, which are connected specifically to the Beis Din Hagadol. There's many dinim which are connected to any Beis Din, but they're not allowed to done any type of din which is connected to the Beis Din Hagadol. So it's literally, they're losing their din of a Beis Din Hagadol. So how could they have gone around to the cities. Alamai, we see that there was a chiv, that they had to go around. So we can understand it's because the Iker Tafir of the Sanhedrin is is to teach the rabbin. And, and there, through that, they have, of course, have that salsa rabbin. They could have saved the people of Binyam. And therefore, if, even if they need to be yoyred, they need to go to a lower level, they lose their taikif out of the Sanhedrin, they have to do that in order to be from the Zachariah rabbin. That part of the din of the Sanhedrin is to teach the rabbin. So who had did Mordechai? The reason why Mordechai was still part of the Sanhedrin, Simon Mitzad himself, how could he remain? And Simon Mitzad the Sanhedrin, how could they allow one of their members to be someone that's not completely focused? It's because Mitzad the Sanhedrin itself, the Shlemus of the Sanhedrin is when their members are being involved to be Mazaki Rabbin, to do Hatzal Slafashish, to, be, uh, to, to, to help the Rabbin. When it's Salib the Toivus Rabbin, similar to if we remember earlier when we said, why is a person Mopsik and Limitatar in order to do Mitzvahs? It's because Mitzad, Toivus itself, you need to 
be able to, you need to fulfill the mitzvahs. You have to learn in order to do. So therefore, the doing is a shlemus of the limit of Torah. So the same thing over here. The shlemus of the Indian Sanhedrin is when the members of the Sanhedrin are actually involved with the Bnei Yisrael and and helping them out. And and now, just to do a few hours, we'll call it a day. So Ha'ara thirty, the Rebbe points out that in the Tanz Be'Eliyahu, it says that. This was that the Sanhedrin Agadol, they should have been going around, they should have been going around Eretz Yisrael and teaching the people the proper Torah and proper Midas until they were settled, which implies, uh, you know, I don't know however many years it would take the Yidin to settle, 10 years, 15 years, whatever it is. But at a certain point of time, they would have had, they would have stopped. It's not forever that they're supposed to be circling around Eretz Yisrael. It was just until Shish until they settled in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, which, of course, would have been before the Binyan Beis Amidosh, because the Binyan Beis Amidosh only happened in the times of Shleim Malach, not during the times of the Shaitan. But he says, nonetheless, we know the Allah is. So therefore, L'chaira, maybe you can tie it, basically, that the Tandad Be'el is only saying that when should the Sanhedrin circle around there to Israel, that was only before the Beis Amidosh was actually built. But once the Beis Amidosh was built, then, of course, they had to stay by the Lishkos So maybe this is not a Harah. For all times that they even have to leave, yet be yoyed from the darg of the Bezin Agadl for the Tevis Aradim. He says, but that's not true. And it brings many sources, but we know even Rashi and Chumash brings from the Mechilta that the reasoning why Parshas Mishpatim, Eil Mishpatim, is put next to the, the Halachas in the end of Parshas Yisra, which talks about the Mizbeach, is to tell you that the Sanhedrin is supposed to be by the Mizbeach. That the Din is, it's not the Din in Lishas Agazis, the Din is that the Sanhedrin has to be. So that would have applied even by the Mishkan, that the place of the Sanhedrin would have been in an area which was close to the Mizbeach. Mizbe- and furthermore, Teishas actually points out in, in the Pesachas of Eidazar, Davchas Amin Beis, so he tells us that, that, we, that, that it says 40, the Gemara tells us that 40 years before the base of Migdash Hashani was destroyed, the, the basin was Gaila and they stopped doing Din and Nefashis. The reasoning is because since there were so many people being killed, uh, therefore the Beis, and, and if there are people being killed, then you have to judge these cases. And the Beisden felt it was too many people who were uh, killing, therefore they couldn't, they couldn't judge these cases anymore. So how did they overcome the issue? On one hand, there's a mitzvah. You have to judge these cases and give the death penalty. On the other hand, it was, it was too, too much going on. So what they did is they were goylem and They left where they were and they went to a place called Chanus. Chanus. And therefore, since they were not the Mekayman, therefore they were not allowed to judge the Nefashis anymore. Where was Chanus? Chanus was actually in Harabais. Chanus means the stores. The thing is, they basically just left the Mishkas and Gazas and were on another place in Harabais. So Taisus explained, what's the difference? Even though the Pasuk says, Valisa el that you'll go to the place, Hamakim, that it's the Makim of the Sanhedrin, which is Goyrim. Uh, but Lachai also Yushalayim, you know, is also called Makim. So if you're on Harabais, it's definitely the Makim. Elamai, he says, regarding Din and Nefashis, it's not enough that you're in the Makim of Yushalayim. It needs to be the Makim of the Shechina. Therefore, he says, the Lishka Sagazis, half of the Lishka Sagazis was in the Kaidish, and the other half was in Chav. So the Sanhedrin were sitting in the Chol part. But part of that room itself was actually connected to the Kaidish, was, was Kaidish. I guess you can even eat Kachim in that area. It was considered the Azar. When they're in Chanus, they weren't Eitzel Hamazbech. They were not in a place which half of it was Kaddish. It was just on the Harabais. Uh, so, he, so, so what he's pointing out is, what the Rebbe is trying to point out is that 
the Chiyav has nothing to do with Lishka Sagaza, so Yishalayim has to do with being Eitzel Mazbeach, being where the, or the Lashon of Taisus, Eitzel Hashchina. So what we see is that they left the, uh, that the Sanhedrin were saying, by the time of Givas Binyamin, when they first initially came to Eretz Yisrael, the Tanei Be'eliyah is telling us that they should have left their Makim Eitzel Hashchina, Eitzel Mazbeach, and circled around the Eretz Yisrael. But they didn't do that. And because of that, that was considered a, a big chasarin on that part. And then the just finishes off, the Iker, the main uh, vart is that the reason why the Tandabel Yo says, Achi why does he say that they should have, the Sanhedrin Agal should have circled around Achi Why don't you just say they should have done it, you know, basically always? What's the Achi Yasyashtu? So he's saying is, Achi Yasyashtu was because once there was a Yushuv of Eretz Yisrael, then one of the Dinim are that you need to set up based in Bechol Ir, Bechol Bechol Pelach, Bechalach, there would have been Sanhedrins all over Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, once they would have had uh, Dinim all over Eretz Yisrael, then it would have been the obligation of that of, of the base in, in that area to judge and to judge and of course to teach the rabbin about Torah mitzvahs. And this would be a kavachaymer that if the Sanhedrin, the Hagadol, which would have been Eitzel Hamizbeach, had to leave the Mizbeach before Shnisiyashu, before their Batidinim, then Kolshkein a smaller Beisdin. Which that's their mocking and their mar da asra. They're the mar da asra that place. Meaning, this is this particular area is their responsibility. Of course, they would have to stop their learning in order to teach the rabbin about the lachis and, and the midas tevis, whatever it is, uh, or the tevis around that would have been needed for that particular place. And the lesson, of course, for us is that even though that there might be yechide schoola there on the level of the rabbachaver. Um, who, 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 who's t- even in our generation with Taras and Nasa, and therefore the entire focus would be learning there. But for the majority of the people, especially the Hasidim of the of the Fidik Rebbe, our, 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 our tafkid is to give up of our time, and even the Tamid Yeshiva, when it's Bain Hazmanim or Bain Hasdar, they have to give from their time, Lutavis Rabin, in order to do Hatzalas Nefashis. Uh, as we just like we see by Mordechai that he gave from his time and his Torah in order to uh, for the Tevis Rabbim who had it's an obligation on each one of us that we have to save the Eid Shagufim and of course to save Eid uh, Neshamas and we have to uplink in the Eid Neshlemis and be someone who is a Devish Shalom Chal until we're in a situation is that Yisrael Eisen Tshuva Miyad Hei Negalim the car of mamish.